Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. So we, we just came off of an incredible minister's conference here at Andrew Womack Ministries. For those of you who have never heard of Andrew Womack, man, awmi.net. You just need to hear what the man is saying, what God is saying through this man. It was an incredible minister's conference that we were just a part of. You know, I just want to say, for those of you who have it in your heart to come to Karis Bible College, come, go. For those that need prayer, feel free to call Andrew Womack Ministries at uh, 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111 for those that need prayer. Go ahead and get your communion out because we are going to do what we always do. We're going to declare our righteousness. We are going to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ Jesus at the conclusion of this message. So go ahead and get that together with what we're going to be sharing today. I don't know if you all can see the, the title here, but it's called No Rest for the Unbeliever. The rest is where we want to labor to stay into. That is where our labor is to stay in his rest. It's where all of his provision is. It's where his healing is. It's where his his joy, his peace, his answers for all of your life's questions is where his grace resides, you know? And that rest, here's the deal, the rest is in us. Amen. And the rest isn't somewhere yes. way out there. Right. It is on the inside Absolutely. of us. But we want to we want to make sure that we extract the thing. Amen. That is preventing us right. from this rest. Right. Right. Exploding from, from in living, our lives. Yeah. From just living in now, that place. Last week, um, I had you guys hit a number one. If you were doing any fasting, remember food, people media? Did I have anybody who continued to fast or who started to fast? Can you hit a number one if if that's you? Number one's to the fasters. Because this fasting, we've been, I've been kind of, you know, talking about fasting because I was trying to get you guys already starting to dig that cavity of unbelief out of your heart. Yes. Because it's not about sin, it's about unbelief. Yeah, everything that you are not experiencing, oh, we got some ones, praise Praise God. God. It takes a while to pop up, so praise God, you guys. And that can be anything. What it is, is like Herman said, we wanna start building the foundation for what actually is needed to live a life of rest. And there are some things that you're gonna have to get out of your life to live in the place of rest. Yeah. Um, Because there's so many things that are competing for your attention, that are competing for your for the glory, for the seat of of the lordship seat in your life. Symptoms could be competing for that place. And when you start cutting out the things of the flesh, you start uh, you start exalting on the inside what God has, everything that God has done for you and placed on the inside of you. And That's that right. takes preeminence yeah. over what you can see with your natural eyes, what you can feel 
yes. which all your senses, what your senses are revealing to you. Yeah. So, so we want to, we want to become, that. we want us to, everyone's heart to become more sensitive to God's word right. than to anything else, right. any circumstance, right. any situation, any Absolutely. feeling. Um, let's start, let's, let's yeah. start in Hebrews. Let's start there. Hebrews three. Sure. Because we, we want to talk about the rest, the shadow rest. Right. For the, the Israelites. When right. they were out in the wilderness, they were there for 40 years, guys. It wasn't supposed to be 40 years. Uh, it was just supposed to be a, a couple of weeks for them to make that journey yes. from Egypt into the promised land. But remember, everything that they were doing, it was it was a shadow right. of what Jesus was going to do for us. Right, of what we have now. What yes. they experienced was a shadow, a foretelling, Yeah, you could say, of, of what we would experience now. Yeah, okay? so turn to Hebrews chapter 3. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read 10 through 19. Sure. Okay, Hebrews 3, 10 through 19. So Hebrews chapter 3, verse 10 through 19. Let's go for it. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation, meaning that the Israelites who came out of, of, of Egypt, he was grieved with that generation said, they always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily why it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers in Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. <clears throat> as in the provocation, for some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved 40 years, was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, mm -hmm. and, to whom he, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. So we see that they could not enter into his rest because of what? Unbelief. Man. Guys, there is so much that I just read here. <laughs> but notice that in verse 10, it says that the mistake that they made, the error that they mm -hmm. made was in their heart. Right. You know, I, I know how easy it is for us to start thinking about what we're doing wrong, like our sin law. I, I didn't forgive my mother and, right. and oh, I, I cheated over here. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I shouldn't have ate, eaten that or I shouldn't yeah. have, you know. Or I shouldn't I, have had, you know, 12 days straight of fried chicken. Or even I was a smoker <laughs> and I, you know, did this or I, you know, right. lived a promiscuous life or whatever. That's not even the, the issue. error. That's not even the issue. The biggest error you can make right. is to have unbelief in your heart an evil heart of unbelief mm. it's evil that you know what that is the most evil thing mm -hmm. is a heart that is unwilling to believe the lord right we you know go ahead well the what makes it so tragic is that the lord is the only one who can get you out of your mess so if you aren't going to believe what he said if you aren't going to either receive his forgiveness 
believed what he said about you in the in the word of God, the promises that he has mm -hmm. for you. If you aren't going to take it, appropriate it, receive it for yourself, then it's almost like there is no more, again, sacrifice for you. There is no more solution for you mm -hmm. if you aren't going to receive what he has for you. So if you reject what Jesus has for you, what God has provided for you, it's like you are without hope. You yeah. truly are without hope because there is nothing left for you. So this is an evil heart. And Herman started at verse 10, but I wanted to go back just a little bit further uh -oh. when it when he says, um, just I'm just gonna read from seven to, to 10 where he where he started. It says, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts mm. as in the day of provocation. So what it's letting you know is that the children of Israel in the day of provocation, when they provoked the Lord, okay, when his wrath was poured out against them. And again, we are not under their covenant. So God's wrath is not poured out against you. Even if you are experiencing a symptom, a challenge in your body, you as a new covenant believer right. are not under the wrath of God. Jesus had not yet come yet. So they were under the wrath of God. They were under the mercy of God. All they had was just his mercy. Don't make him upset because, you know, it, and God couldn't deal with them the way he deals with us. So we are not under the wrath of God. We are under the grace of God. But he still is warning us. He says today, if you will hear his voice, back then was today for them. Right. That was their today. Today, <laughs> if you will hear what he is saying, harden not your heart. So it's letting us know that they hardened their hearts in that day when they provoked the Lord and they were not able to enter in because of unbelief, they, it was a hardening of their heart. Okay. Um, as in the day of provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your father tempted me, um, proved me and saw my work for 40 years. So they were eyewitnesses, you guys, to the supernatural power of God at every turn when they needed to be fed. God poured down manna from heaven. The Bible says that the children of Israel did eat angels food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So God opens the heavens and pours down supernatural food when they needed water to drink. In a couple of instances, he turned the waters of Mara that were bitter waters that were probably filthy and whatever. He made them sweet, sweet, clean, beautiful water. He allowed, allowed Moses to strike a rock. Here they are in the middle of a wilderness Moses strikes a rock and a whole nation of people are drinking pure Kongan water. Kongan water. Amen. <laughs> They're drinking the good stuff, the alkaline stuff. Okay. <laughs> the good pH. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, they're seeing this on every turn. They're being led by a pillar by, you know, a, a, a cloud by day and a pillar by night. The Lord parts open the, the seas and they walk across the just Red Sea. Just mind-blowing stuff. mind-boggling stuff. Yeah. Like stuff that we honestly can't even really comprehend what that even looked like. God is showing himself strong time and time and time and time again. Now remember, see, this is what most people now want to experience. Right. You, We want to see clouds hovering over us and we right. want to see fires leading us and guiding us through the darkness but that's the only way God could communicate with them 
He had no spiritual right. relationship. You got to remember, God yes. is a spirit. Right. We worship him in, in spirit. spirit and truth. So we communicate with him spirit to spirit. Right. The Israelites, the people of the old covenant could not. So right. the only way that he could show yeah. himself was through these physical acts. Right. Now, right. we have something that goes beyond a fire by night. But you know, what's interesting about that is that many of us, when we read of these amazing things that God did for the children of Israel, we think to ourselves, man, if that were me, yeah, if that were me and God, and I'm standing up against a sea and ocean, basically, and God parts the sea where the wa- the Bible says the, the water stood back like walls. The waters just went back like walls and they walked across on dry land, not one feeble among them. You had hundred year olds, you had two year olds, you had, you know, people with broken backs, people with broken, these were slaves, okay? Their shoes didn't break down, their clothing didn't break down. Everything about this whole experience was supernatural. And what we wanna say is if it were me, Oh my gosh, I would so believe. Like if I just saw that, if if I was there, I would believe. But you know what? If you aren't believing right now, you wouldn't have believed back then. That was a foretelling Mm. of where we are right now. And the Bible says that we have a better covenant on better promises. And if under the better covenant and better promises, you aren't believing the word, guess what? You wouldn't have believed the word back then. You know why? Because what God did in us is greater than anything. Just think about this. Jesus getting on that cross, taking the sin of all mankind, taking the, the, the stripes on his back for all sickness and disease, going to hell. Yeah. Guys, God in earthly form in Jesus went to hell. He didn't just die. He died and was spiritually ripped away yes. from the relationship with God yes. and went to hell yes. and then was raised from Amen. the dead. And guess what? So when you say, oh man, if I saw the ocean open up and, and saw it swallow my enemies, I certainly would have believed, well, guess what? What happened to you is even greater yes. than what happened to them in that desert. The whole 40 years. Yes. And if you have a hard time believing God right now, you wouldn't have believed back then because right now there was even a more incredible thing that a greater miracle happened to you. On the inside of you, transforming you. Those people couldn't be transformed. No. But anyway, what I was saying was that after everything they saw, their hearts were still hardened. God was, they were literally living off of one miracle off of the next. One miracle, one manifestation of God's miraculous power And I mean things that went against the laws of nature that God was doing for them on a regular basis. And they were still seeing it and were still disbelieving. And what happens with a hardened heart is that you don't even realize it's hardened. I was telling Herman, it's almost like a callus on your foot. It's not like you've gone around just kicking rocks all day and, and, you know. Just that little slight rub. Yeah. It's it's ever so slight. It's ever so slight. And and then all of a sudden, one day you're just rubbing the bottom of your feet and you're realizing, where did that come from? Where did that, where did that, uh, (laughs) or your husband is rubbing the bottom of your foot. I was like, really? (laughs) I didn't say it with you. I was just saying a husband out there could be rubbing his wife. My feet are not crusty like that. Okay. So I don't even know why he jokes like that. (laughs) It's just for entertainment purposes along with the word. 
Anyway, continue. For the record, my feet are not calloused. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's ever so slight. And so you do not know that a hardening is, is taking place. You don't know it. And then all of a sudden, it kind of slips up on you. Like you, you didn't see it coming. You weren't doing something to overtly cause right. the friction, but it unknowingly developed. Mm. And so unknowingly, there can be things in our lives that are contradictory to the word of God that are unknowingly creeping in and creating a hardening in a certain area. And interestingly enough, you can be sensitive to the things of God in one area and hardened in another area. Just like the bottom of your feet can be callous, but maybe you don't have calluses on your, on your hands. You know, you can in one area be sensitive to the things of God. Mm -hmm. And in another area, unbeknownst to you, you can actually be hardened in, a, in, a, in another area. Yeah. And so, we're wanting to really just bring attention to the fact that unbelief, you guys, unbelief, like Herman said at the bottom of this chapter three, it says, it says, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. Okay. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Okay. But one thing that I wanted to mention actually in chapter three that we kind of glossed over, but this walk of faith is a decision. Yeah. This walk of faith is something that you don't say, I'm going to be, I'm going to stick with it until this happens or until, you know, I'm going to give it, uh, you know, six months, I'm going to give it a week. I'm going to give it whatever. This walk of faith is something that you hold fast to the end. I want to bring out two scriptures in chapter three. In verse six, Hebrews three six, it said, "But Christ, as a son over his own, over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of hope firm to the end." Okay, we're it, we have to hold fast the confidence firm to the end. We're not having a loose grip on this thing. Yeah. We're holding fast the confidence and <clears throat> rejoicing. Rejoicing is an indication of whether or not you're holding fast the confidence. Right. Rejoicing is something that comes along with faith. You are revived in faith. You're not yeah. worn out in faith. You're revived. You're thankful in faith because That's, you know it's no, already done. But look, say that again because that is so good that you are revived in faith. Amen. You are not wore out Amen. in faith. If you believe that you are in faith, but you're feeling wore out right. as worn a result out. of it, worn right. out as a result of it, then you might want to check your faith and see if you're ever in right. faith because right. you should be excited. Absolutely. And not based on what you feel, what you see. Absolutely. None of those things should be determining your peace. Absolutely. Faith. In God's word should be absolutely. The that is extremely good. Absolutely. So that's verse six. And then if you come on down to verse 14, for we are made partakers of Christ. If mm. it doesn't mean that you don't love Christ. It doesn't mean he doesn't love you. Right. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go to heaven. It doesn't mean that, you know, 
It doesn't mean any of those things. It means you're not going to be a partaker. You're not going to be a shareholder. You're not going to experience all that God has for you. If it says we are partakers, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast, it's the same thing, holding fast our confidence to the end. This is a choice. This has nothing to do with external circumstances. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with whether or not, you know, the lump seems to be dissipating or the lump seems to be growing Mm -hmm. or there's money in the bank or the money seems to be dwindling. Holding fast is actually a decision that you make independent of what is actually happening. That's right. You make a decision to hold fast. Right. It starts with the decision. So whether you believe or you don't believe or you doubt, it's your choice. Right. And you can't allow, and it's what you've been saying, you can't allow the circumstances, whether good or bad, Mm -hmm. to determine whether you're going to believe or not. That can't be the basis by which you are going to hold fast. Right. Right. It's got to be the word. Amen. The word is the mirror. Yes. I, now, hear what I'm saying. Even when you see something getting small, ooh, the lump is getting yeah. smaller. Praise God, it's working. Nope. That That is not where you want your confidence right. It's to be. working because God said it was working. That's right. Whether it was getting smaller or not, it's working. Because here's the deal. The truth of God's word never changes. Amen. For all eternity, by his stripes, you were healed. Amen. That's eternity. Amen. That's truth. Amen. The fact whether a lump grew, right? Well, it could shrink, right? If it shrink, it could grow. So guess what? The facts are not dependable, right? The truth of God's words. Even if somebody walks in healing, hey, praise God, healing manifested in their life. Guess what? Don't pay attention to the healing, right? Pay attention to the word right. that says by His stripes. That's the eternal right. truth that you want to hang your hat on, not on. And you know what? Part of the rest is the consistency. You know, when you are tossed to and fro, like James talks about being tossed, you know, you're double minded. Mm-hmm. That means that you have two minds. Yeah. That means that there's the mind that is the mind of Christ that says that by stripes I'm healed. But then there's this other mind that I am giving my attention to. And in that regard, then the circumstances really are the Lord in your life, because depending on whether the circumstances are favorable or not depends on your peace. So in other words, you then become responsive. You are you are you are acting in response to the circumstances. So really, in that regard, the circumstances become the God. The circumstances mm. are actually lowered yeah. in that situation. Man. When the circumstances are favorable, you're rejoicing. Yeah. When the circumstances aren't favorable, you're despondent and, and dismayed and wondering what's happening and what am I doing wrong and, and does this thing really work and whatnot. Guess what? The circumstances are now lowered. Yeah. You've given the circumstances the seat of lordship in your life mm. because now everything that you are doing is in response to what that circumstance told you. If the circumstance said yes, you said, okay. <laughs> if yeah. the circumstance said no, you said, okay. 
your obedience. You are obedient to the to that circumstance. And and you know whoever you obey, you're a slave to. You're a slave to to him who, who will. Yeah, we should probably look you know. At and who who, who is your master? Who are you serving? You know whose report are you not only going to believe, but whose report are you going to pay homage to? Yes. Who are you going to worship? You we're we're. We're, we're supposed to worship the Lord. Yes. But when you put something above God, when yes. you put circumstances above God, yes, you are actually turning that circumstance into a God. Yes, you are. And you are bowing down before the altar of that circumstance and situation. Romans 6, you guys, I'll just read this. You don't have to turn there. But Romans 6, um, I'll start at 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid? Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, this is verse 16, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Yep. So if the circumstances tell you to jump and you say how high you are a servant to the circumstances. And you gotta understand that here the children of Israel, <laughs> look, I, I, it was, praise God, the bread was coming down, but I'm sure it didn't have any yeast in it. I'm sure it didn't have any flavor to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, the, whatever meat the birds were bringing, you know, I don't think the birds were, were cooking it up before, they brought it over to him. It was just, but the land flowing with milk mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. honeycombs. Mm -hmm. I mean, just you could make a bowl of cereal, babe. Milk and honey. It, it, it everything they wanted, man. Just everything that they could want in the natural was present in this land that they've been walking forty years to get to. Yeah, and here they get there, and guess what? They're giants in the land. They're symptoms in the land. Yeah, big giants. sickness in the land. And you know what's interesting about that is that when they went and spied out that land, they affirmed everything that the Lord had said yeah. was there. He said, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. He said, the trees are like this and the pomegranates are like this and the grapes are like this and, and whatever. He said, they brought back a cluster of grapes that two men had to carry on a, on a staff, you know, uh, because the grapes were so were so huge. Yeah. Okay, so all of that was true, but there were also giants. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. <laughs> Preach. Would you like the right? So, Preach. So let me uh, get back. No. So no. So the symptoms are the giants in the land. Amen. The circumstances are the giants in the land, but there is rest where God says there's rest. Amen. There's rest. For sickness and disease, there's yes. rest for just you know your financial situation or whatever it is that you're in his the, promises. Whatever the circumstances, there's already rest Amen. for you. Amen. And the only thing that's keeping you from rest is not only disbelieving what God said, it's believing what the circumstances said. Right. So so in other words, likening this to the Israelites. Yes, it was flowing with milk and honey. All of that was true, but there were giants. Yeah. So you could liken it to, but there are symptoms. Yes, 
God had promised them the promised land. God has given us promises right. in the new covenant. Yes, he said that by his stripes, we are healed. Yes, he said that he would, he would perfect that which concerns us. He, you know, he's given us all of these uh, promises that we are partakers, you yeah. know, of the heavenly promises. He's given us all these promises that pertain into life and godliness, everything. But there's a symptom. In yeah. the land, there is a giant. Yeah, there's that diagnosis yes. that the doctor yes. is giving you. But here's the so we're talking about unbelief and how right. God is saying unbelief is going to keep you out of the the, the promised land, yes. the place of rest. Yes, but but you can turn that around and say that you won't be able to experience that place of rest if you believe right in the circumstance. Right, if you put your belief in the giants, right. put your belief in the symptoms, put right. your belief in the sickness, right. then you will not experience the promise that you won't experience right. his rest. Right. Yes. You cannot magnify the giants in your land. Amen. Because you will make God small. And not only will you make God small, your heart Yes. Will become hardened. Yes. To God's voice. But before, to what God has said about that. Let me just read this in numbers when they actually. Um, uh, so here's num numbers chapter 13. This is when we're talking about Joshua and Caleb here. And um, and so. uh Numbers 13, let me just see, I wasn't planning on reading this, but since we went there, let's go ahead and read it. Moses assigned a person from each tribe to go and spy out the land, including Joshua and Caleb. They were representatives of their tribes, okay? So it says in verse 21, so they went up and searched the land uh, from the wilderness, 1321, Numbers 1321. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zen into Rehob, and the men came to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came to Hebron. Okay, I'll skip all that. Um, okay, and verse 23 says, And they came up to the brook of Eshkol and brought down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between the two on a staff. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. And the place was called the brook of Eshel because of the cluster of grapes with the children of Israel had cut down from thence. Mm -hmm. And they returned from searching from the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron, verse 26, and to all the house of the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kiddush and brought back the word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, we came to the land whither thou sent us. And surely it does, it flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. So all of what God said is true. It flows with milk and honey. Here's the proof. Here's the fruit. Nevertheless, the people are strong that dwell in the land. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, this is their promised land. So they're they're about to talk themselves out of entering into the provision that God had for them. And they saw the provision. They saw the provision. They saw it was true. So God has been true to us thus far. He's kept us at every turn. At every single turn, God has been there. They're still standing because of him. They wouldn't have been able to survive in the wilderness. They've eaten, they've drank, their clothes have been preserved. Mm -hmm. they, they haven't been 
you know, they're in wandering in the desert. They haven't been like just dried out like a prune in the desert. I mean, right. the Lord has kept them at every turn, fought all their enemies. So everything is true. But in verse 28, nevertheless, the people are strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Now, the children of Anak is like the <laughs> Goliath <laughs> giants. OK, the children of Anak were huge people like his family, like his like his. Yeah, his brother and his, yeah, like his, he, his Goliath was probably the smallest right? in the family. <laughs> right. So, I mean, these people, they were not like little chunks. These were some big, yeah. big dudes. In verse 29, the Amicalites dwell in the land of the South, the Hittites. So now they're, and what it is, is the more they're talking, the more they're convincing themselves to not enter into That's what right. God told them. Yeah. They're, they're really explaining everything now. So we, we saw the people of Anak, then the Am Amalekites dwell in the land, the Hittites do, the Amorites and the Canaanites. Like we are surrounded. Yeah. We're surrounded. And then it says, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. Mm. For we are well able I to overcome it. I just got chills when you said For that. we are, Caleb just said, you guys just shut up, everyone. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even, there was no consideration of right. all these things that he saw with his own eyes. You forget, Caleb was there. Caleb saw the same thing they saw. Yeah. But Caleb had a different set of eyes that he was looking that's, that's through. I, yeah. He yeah. had a certain knowledge he was working with beyond what his eyeballs told him or what his natural strength told right. him. He said, let us go up at once for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we are not able mm -hmm. to go up against this people for they are stronger than we. Right. And they brought forth an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel. So they came and spread this negative word. And and they said, and um, and the people we saw are men of great stature. And verse 33 said, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come from the giants. Mm -hmm. And we are in our sight as grasshoppers. And so we are in their sight. So they spoke for what they felt they were, and they spoke for how they appeared, how they thought they appeared in their sight. Right. But they essentially convinced themselves out of the promised land. That's right. Due to unbelief. Yeah. They talked themselves out of the promised land due to unbelief. <laughs> and you know, like you said, Caleb saw the exact same thing that the other 10 of them saw. Right. Right. Saw the same thing. He just was seeing, we talked about this a little bit last week, being able to see that we have more than just two eyes. There, there's eyes of your heart yes. that can see uh, beyond what is visible. What you can see. You know, it's, it's an eye that is seeing what God has said. Yes. And it's projecting a vision. Yes. I believe Caleb saw yes. himself conquering that right. land. Right. Because the giants in the land were the only, you saw, God had been proving himself. Even what God said about the promised land was there. Some of you see your healing. You see it. You know how we see? We go into the word. Well, you can't see my, my tablet. There it goes. That's my Bible. You see healing in the word. You are looking into truth and seeing what God said is true. 
But you're saying, no, I see the giants in the land. I see this cancer diagnosis. I see this up. I see this bill. I see the promises. Yeah. I see what God has already done. I see what he's done in other people's life. I see how he's kept me thus far. Yeah. But there are giants. And I and I don't know about overcoming this. And, And the thing to keep in mind with Joshua and Caleb is that they didn't have they didn't have a supernatural ability in them. It wasn't like they were operating in grace and everyone else was operating in mercy. They were under the same covenant as everyone else. They chose to see something else. Say it again. They actually (laughs) chose to see something else. It was a choice. It was not that they had a a, a supernatural ability over everyone else. They were not in a better position than the other 10. They made a decision. And you know what their decision was based on? In light of God's faithfulness. Mm. Again, every single thing that that the children of Israel had experienced, they had experienced too. They partook of the manna. They partook of the Red Sea parting on dry ground. They partook of the cloud by day and the, the pillar of fire by night. They partook of the water being, the waters of Mara being healed when they were bit by the serpent, the serpents. They looked up and they looked up and saw the curse, uh, the serpent being cursed. And then when they looked upon that, they were all healed. Their bodies were healed. They saw everything that every other person saw, but they chose to believe something different than. So you notice you can see something that someone else sees and see something totally different. You guys have seen those pictures, those times where, you know, you see something and maybe there's like a a code. There's like a hidden picture behind the picture. So there's like the main picture, but you kind of have to stare at it long enough. And as you stare at it, almost like this other sub picture comes forward and you can see this whole like something happening that you don't really see at first. But after you stare at it long enough, you see this whole other picture form. It's the same type of thing. Joshua and Caleb, it wasn't like they were blind. It wasn't like they couldn't see what the others saw. They chose based on the track record and the faithfulness of what God had shown them. Let us go up at once. We are well able. When he said we're well able, he didn't mean we can take on the sons of Anna. We can, we, you know, right. I've been lifting weights and, and I can do it. He didn't mean that. He meant God is on our side. We are well able, right? you know, God has not brought us this far. This is where he's been trying to take us the whole time. He's been taking us here. Now we're here and we're going to say we can't go in. Right. I mean, think about it. The Egyptians who God destroyed were stronger than the giants that were in the land. Mm -hmm. God conquered the greater enemy and you're going to be afraid of the lesser enemy. Oh yeah, totally. And the thing, the, the ironic thing about about it all, and, and and it's so unfortunate. It's not just ironic; it's it's very unfortunate that here those people. I know they wanted to experience the promised right, land, totally. And the thing that they were afraid of, yes, was afraid of them, right? Y'all, the, man, the Ooh, giants, say that again. The giants that you're running mm-hmm. from that is keeping mm-hmm. you from the place of rest Amen. and receiving all of who God is Amen. and what he says in his word about you. You're not receiving it based on the fact that you're afraid of a symptom or a diagnosis 
that is actually afraid of you because they already heard the report <laughs> of what Jesus did Amen. on the whipping post and on the cross. Yes. He, they heard about yes. how Jesus laid hands on this one and that one. He's they heard out. about all the Amen. healings that this, the Holy Spirit Amen. has done. They know his track record yes. and they're rattling in their boots. Yes. But you don't know it. Oh they got gosh. more revelation. Woo. Sickness and disease has more of a revelation of your God Woo. than Hallelujah. you Y'all, I hope you heard that. Man, you running away from cancer and cancer is scared Woo. to death Woo. of the Man. God you serve. That's they know awesome. more about God. Look, they are quicker to drop to their <laughs> knees to, and, and, and bow before the throne of God before you are. Amen. And yeah. you're scared of them. They have more revelation than you. And notice when Rahab, you know, was talking to the, the spies, she said, our hearts melted. Ooh. We were putty when oh. we heard about what your God did. And think about this, babe. You, Rahab. She helped the spies. She said, guys, guess what? We were already defeated before you even came. When we saw y'all approaching, we heard about we how, even... how Egypt, who was the most powerful right. nation on earth, was swallowed up by the ocean. We were terrified of you guys. And guess what? People died in the wilderness. Yes. Right in front of the promise. Man, there are people yeah. who are dying right now, right, right. in front of the right. promised land. Right. Just won't go in. Because of unbelief. And this the thing just that destroyed the thing that destroyed that now now they actually just died, or however, they didn't actually fight and die. But I'm just saying we're being killed off by right. an enemy that is deathly afraid of the God we serve. Amen. We just won't step into belief. Amen. We're actually turning cancer and turning heart failure and turning high yes. blood blood pressure and depression. We're turning, we're, we're the ones out in the wilderness with the goal making idols out of cancer. We're, yeah. we're, we're building yeah. uh, monuments and altars to these different diseases because we're elevating their symptoms and yeah. their pains that they're yeah. sending off over the word of yeah. God. Yeah, but there are giants in the land, but there are symptoms. But the doctor said that this thing is inoperable. The doctor said I'd have to have so many surgeries. The doctor said he's never seen this before. He's never seen a situation like mine before, and he's been doing this for 50 years. <laughs> and that's not, and listen, that's not to make light. No, that's what they told are. me. Yeah, that's no. what they told me. Yeah. Well, I've been doing this, you know, I'm 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 the top in the world. We gotta be a you gotta be a you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the top in the world. Yeah, would you be a uh would you can we study you? <laughs> yeah. We gotta <laughs> can make we some put new you notes. in the journal, we gotta make some new notes on you. <laughs> Because others need to come behind and know how to deal with this if it ever happens again. We practice it. We practice it. And we ain't ever done this exercise before. So, so, so you guys, think about this. You know, there are, you're standing right in front of, and again, equating this with the, with the children of Israel. They were in front of the promised land. We, are, we have precious promises, which is our promised land. The yeah. place of rest is... The kingdom of God, where we have all of the pre the promises, the Bible says that we are partakers of the divine nature. Yeah. The divine nature does not have sickness and disease. So how do we become partakers? By these precious promises. Mm -hmm. But if we aren't willing to appropriate the promises 
and walk into the land. Okay, there may be some giants. There may be some giants in the land that are coming to try to 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 lie and say we're greater than you and we've got you and aha, you know, and and whatever. There may be some giants, but we I'm well able to take it because of who is on the inside of me. Yeah, I see the giant. Yeah, I I heard that diagnosis. I saw that giant. I saw I saw what he said. But I also see that you are the only thing, cancer, standing in my way from receiving. I'm going straight through you. Could you imagine? I'm going straight through you. Look, what you can see, you can see healing. Yeah. You can look over and see it. Yeah. You you can can see see it. it. Just just like the servant of Elisha, he, you know, or, or Elisha was seeing beyond the enemy. Right. Yes, there is the healing, the grace of God, the forces of God are surrounding your enemy. Amen. You just so the only thing standing in between the only thing standing in between you and healing is a cancer. Right. The only thing standing in between you and healing is a diagnosis. But we have the truth of God's word. The truth has already shown you that it is real. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's standing in between you and what you want is actually afraid of you. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. The giants. Yes. Their hearts were already melted. They were Amen. crushed. And so is cancer and Every other disease. It just, you know. So I, I want to read this brief story in, in 2 Kings chapter 6. So this is when the Syrian army, I believe, um, let's see, surrounded. They were surrounded. This is Elisha. Yes. So this is Elisha and his servant. And the Syrian army had surrounded them. And this is when, you know, the Lord was giving Elisha what the king was saying in his bedchamber and the king was not happy as uh, was not a happy camper about this so um he said go and spy him out so it is so funny that that the lord is already giving elisha the insight to know what the king is saying in his bedchamber but the king's going to go turn around and send spies to spy out elijah as if he wouldn't know that so return it anyway so anyway he says in verse 13, 2 Kings 6, 13, he says, and he said, so the king said, go and spy out where he is, meaning spy out where Elisha is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him saying, behold, he is in Dolphin. Therefore, he sent, therefore sent he thither there horses and chariots and such a great host. And they came by night and encompassed the city about. In verse 15, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host encamped the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, alas, my master, what shall we do? We're surrounded. In verse 16, and he said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eye, and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round and about Elisha. 
So the thing is, is that, again, Elisha had eyes to see beyond what he could see. Mm -hmm. If all you can see is what your natural eye can see, you're really blind. Yeah. If all you can see is only what your natural eyes can see, that's actually one of the most tragic positions to be in is to be limited by sight, to actually be limited by your natural yeah. eye, by your five senses. Mm -hmm. Those are the most unfortunate people, the people who, who have limited themselves. So if you are a believer with the spirit of God on the inside of you, the spirit of faith inside of you, and it's not just any faith, and we'll get to that next week. Yeah. It's the faith of the son of God. That's yeah. what you have inside of you. If you have the faith of the son of God inside of you and you are only looking through your natural eyes, you are short-sighted even unto blindness. Yeah. Guys, so, look, look, we've said so much. Man, I'm, I'm fired up. I hope you're fired up. And I hope you recognize that the giants that are standing in the way of your rest and the way of what you are believing God for are, are rattling in their boots. They know who your God is. Amen. They know what Jesus did. They know what happened when Jesus put on a show down yes. in hell. You remember, now you, yes. were, you were young, but Mike Tyson, when he was in his prime, he was only an 18, 19 year old boy. Mm -hmm. And he would stare into the faces of grown, men who were the champions. Right. And guess what? Before he even threw a punch, he, he they beat him. lost. Yeah, he beat him. Their hearts sank when they got in the ring and stood face to face to him. They had already lost. And I could see Jesus down in the ring in hell and the devil stepped in the ring wearing the belt and the <laughs> crown because he was the, the champion of the earth realm. Amen. And Jesus just stood in the middle of the ring and, and looked at him, at him and the devil knew, he knew who threw him out of heaven. Yeah. He, let me tell you, Jesus probably gave him a right hook and that's what caused that lightning bolt to flash <laughs> and he came out of there and he remembered that right Amen. hook. And when he stepped in the ring, he said, oh my goodness, what have we done? I thought this was a, a man who was of sin, the sin nature, who I was just going to step in the ring with him. Yeah. He did not know Amen. when Jesus ripped off the sin Amen. and said, no, it is I. Boy, he probably lost it. Got some, but you got to get your communion you out right yes. now. Go get it if you didn't get it. Get <laughs> it. And let's seal this up. Amen. Get the bread. We got crackers today and orange juice. Amen. That's Amen. like, like uh, Pastor Sheriff said, Dwayne Sheriff said, if you, if you got Twinkie and a root beer, yeah. Pastor, get, Pastor, get, Yandian, yeah. Pastor Yandian, get it. Yeah. Let's go. Father, we come before Thank you Jesus. right now. Woo! I'm pumped. I'm excited that Jesus <laughs> broke you, your body on our behalf. Not for your, it's like, like you just want to break your body for nothing. Right. No, you did Thank this you, for Lord. us Thank because you, you knew what was coming down the pipeline for your people. And you broke your body so we wouldn't have to be broken anymore. You Thank took you, those Jesus. stripes so we wouldn't have to be broke. And we remember Thank you, Lord. Lord. We remember what you did. Yes. We are not out of our mind. We're not looking at this in the wrong way. We we are doing this with the proper understanding Amen. that it was you yes. who paid the price 
for sickness and disease in our body. And we partake Thank you, of Jesus. what you did on our behalf right now in Jesus' name. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We eat wholeness to our flesh, mm -hmm. every ounce of it in the yes. name of Jesus. Amen. And then you Thank took you, the cup, the blood you, of the new covenant, the Thank covenant you, of righteousness. Remember, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's why we can come boldly before the throne room. Man, when, when you walk into the throne room, God doesn't even see you. He sees Jesus walking Hallelujah. through. You got the, you got the yes. same right to get the same results Amen. as Jesus because himself. you are him. That's right. Because of this blood. Because of this Hallelujah. blood. And so, Father, Amen. we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we got this covenant right thank here. Thank you, Lord. The thank covenant you, of, of, of wholeness, of deliverance, of right standing yes. with you. Thank you, Lord. That we've been justified, thank made you, holy. Because of what Jesus did. Thank you, Father. And we receive you, it right now in Jesus', in Jesus name. name. Thank you, Lord, that grace His is reign. reigning in our lives because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And sickness and disease. Nope. Has nothing to latch itself onto no. because of our root of righteousness. No. Better Once share we've been made righteous, yeah. sickness can't grow. The fruit of sickness cannot grow from a root of righteousness, which only produces life. Amen. Y'all yeah. got to share this. Y'all got to share it because you can't look. Don't be selfish. Amen. Share this and stop worrying about what somebody's going to say to you. Amen. Share this because somebody's life is on the line. Amen. Some yes. of y'all, some of y'all, you need an opportunity to sow into somebody else's oh, life. That's you good. need to sow that's a seed. Good. That's good. You need to sow a seed. That is good. So, yeah. You're <laughs> looking for a harvest and you ain't sowing no seed. Just take this small seed of hitting Amen. the share button. Amen. And In again, Jesus name. visit you guys, www.healingjourneystoday.com. Yes. And if you feel so led, you guys, go ahead and donate. The Hartmans, the Lord put it originally upon the Hartmans' heart to do this and we're a part of this and there are good friends and you know what be a blessing be yeah. a blessing like you said if you're looking for a harvest go ahead and be a blessing yeah. amen? amen so we encourage you to do that we thank you all for watching it's been a pleasure we love, we you, love guys. you and grace is reigning in your life yes, this week that's grace right. is reigning and for those of you again that need to continue to just turn Fasting. off the world yeah turn off certain people Amen. Turn off certain food. Those of you who may be addicted to food and addicted to whatever, and you can't, you let the Lord, the spirit of God rise up on the end. Turn that off. Just Amen. turn it off. Amen. Turn it off and let the spirit, let the spirit rise up on the inside of you and yep. govern you. We love Amen. you guys with the love of the Lord. Have a great week. Fantastic week. I look forward. Please share the testimony. Yep. Share the revelation that's coming forward. Yeah, if you all, yeah, if, if revelation is coming forward, please let, let us, us know. know. It encourages us. Yeah. And and um, we love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> we hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you. <laughs>